We all want some level of safety and security. Firefighters, construction workers, EMT. They're all there when you need them to help manage life's chaos. In retirement, you want that same level of safety, but who is there for you to make sure your money will last? Brian isn't just there in case of emergency. He's there so you don't have an emergency with your money. A safer retirement doesn't mean a boring retirement, but a prepared one full of the things that inspire you. This is Safer Retirement Radio with Brian J. Decker. Welcome in to Safer Retirement Radio. I'm Mark Elliott alongside the team from Decker Retirement Planning. Brian J. Decker, of course, the CEO and the founder of the company, joined by Brad Geddes as well. Uh, Brad, a certified financial planner professional, a part of the Decker Retirement team. Uh, if you want to learn more about the team, you can always go to the website, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. And there's always a lot of things down there or on there. Uh, just go into the tab of Safer Retirement Education. And you can load, download Brian's book on retirement, uh, The Decker Approach, The Three Principles of Retirement Book, The Checklist Challenge, Sample Income Plan. It's all right there on the website, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. Under the heading of Safer Retirement Education, there's 12 different things you could download. Different areas of retirement maybe have different concerns, uh, but there's something there that probably will, will help you when you're trying to figure out where you are on your road to retirement. Today, we're going to talk about things that are really people are thinking about right now. That would be market volatility rising interest rates. And so how in the world do we actually retire? Because we can't guarantee that we can retire into a good market. Obviously, that's a great thing. If the markets are good, then we're going to be good. But if the markets are down and we're trying to retire, it adds a little bit more challenge. That's why it's really important to have a plan. The Safer Retirement Process focuses on income planning and distribution planning. You have questions, you want to learn more, call Brian and Brad and the team at Decker Retirement, 833-707-3030. No cost, no obligation for this chat. They're here to help. They just don't know if they can until they hear from you. Again, that's 833-707-3030. All right, Brian, here you go with a couple stats that come from BlackRock. What would you say BlackRock is? I mean, they're a trillion-dollar business, but what are they? Oh, they're they're the largest asset manager in the world by okay. far. There you go. All right, so here's a, here's a couple stats before you get into the, the market volatility and the rising interest rate situation we're in. BlackRock says there have been two times in history when stocks and bonds were down in the same calendar year, 1931, 1969, and now for the third time in history, 2022. The worst start for bonds was January to July of 2022 because the previous worst was down 2.7, the bond market, in 1974. Now down 8.2%, almost three times as bad as it's ever been in history. What's going on? Well, let's let's set the table. So in um, typically, actually, let's start, Brad, let's go way back. Let's start at the at the very beginning and focus this whole show about helping retirees with their concerns about market volatility. So in your in your 20s, 30s, 40s, maybe even in your 50s, if the markets go down 20, 30, 40, 50%, it doesn't bother anyone because their income is coming from work and their 401k takes, I don't know, 18 months to go down, another two, two or three years to, to get back to even. And during that period, you're funneling money every two weeks into your 401k. Uh, and it's called dollar cost averaging, and you're the better for it. The rules change completely when you're retired. When Mathematically, when you draw income from a fluctuating account, you compromise gains when markets go up and you accentuate losses when markets go down. And it's just a matter of time before you go back to work, most people, for two reasons. One, 
when when you draw income from an account that's down 30 40 50% and you're drawing income from that portfolio that is terminal you can't do it number 2 it's just a matter of time before the markets are down 40 or 50% for example 2008 markets were down 50% from from october of 07 to march of 2009 55% drop in the s&p 7 years before that was 2001, the middle of a 50% decline in the S&P, 77% drop in the NASDAQ. Seven years before that was 1994, Iraq had invaded Kuwait, the markets struggled that year. And then seven years before that, 1987, Black Monday, October 19th, 20% drop in a day, 30% peak to trough. Seven years before that was 1980. 80 to 82 is a 45% drop in the market. Seven years before that was the bear market of 73, 74. That was a 45% drop in the markets. And it keeps going. 60, seven years before that, 66, 67 bear market. The markets were and have been for decades on just a cycle. Now, after 2008, we started something that's never been done before. That was quantitative easing. It's a Keynesian tool to kickstart the economy, was supposed to be short-term in use. Never was it intended to be long-term as it's been used. Think of this, um, Mark and Brad. When you have stimulus coming from quantitative easing since 2008, where uh, mortgage backs of $80 billion is purchased every month, and then you've got on top of that modern monetary theory, MMT, that is the blatant printing of money to satisfy your obligations. Only the U.S. can do that. We are our own central bank. And then third, we have stimulus of over $5 trillion in the last four years. With all of that, the S&P right now is down 23% year to date, given up all of 2021 gains. We're back to levels on the S&P of 2020. The NASDAQ is down 33%, and a lot of people are very concerned. So that sets the table. Brad, we talked about how um, during your accumulation years while you're working, you have a set of rules, accumulation rules, where you've got the pie chart, a 60-40 or 70-30 portfolio. Describe in detail, Brad, maybe in 45 uh, seconds, what that strategy looks like. And then we're going to spend a lot of the show talking about how our clients are actually making money year to date in this down market. We'll tell them how we do it. You're, you're talking about just what are you doing when you're buying and holding through through your accumulation years? Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, the banks and brokers have an accumulation strategy that they uh, use for people, uh, a one-size-fits-all 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. It's a 60-40 it's a or 70-30 portfolio. Just describe on the radio what that means. Yeah, I mean, it's the classic buy and hold. Um, they use time on their side. Um, and it's why in, in years like this, most of your conversations go as follows. They, you call them up and say, hey, market's down. My portfolio's down. I'd uh, kind of like to see if there's anything we should do about that. And then the advisor responds simply, hey, we need to have a long investment horizon. You need to be a long-term investor here, which in my mind works well or works fine. Works fine for people that are in their 30s and 40s and maybe even into your 50s. But when that investment horizon starts to shrink, you know, and it compresses to where you're now either currently drawing income from a portfolio or perhaps thinking about using your financial assets as a source of income, 
that's where you get into huge trouble in markets like this. Okay. So Brad, um, you're, you're a CFP, you're an expert in retirement planning. What's the change? By the way, historically, Mark said something at the beginning of the radio show. There's only been two other times where stocks and bonds have ever lost money together. So this is highly unusual for stocks and bonds to lose money. But what were people thinking? <laughs> we can only guess. But in, in August of 2020, the 10-year treasury was at 047 why would anyone in retirement have 30 or 40% of their money in bonds or bond funds? Talk, talk about why in a low interest rate environment, Brad, why bond funds are toxic. Yeah, it has to do with the concept of interest rate risk. It's, it's I think, probably one of the most uh, important under but misunderstood risks in financial advisory. I mean, it's just, it's scary to me how many advisors have loaded up people that are in their 50s, 60s, 70s with um, bond funds as a way of, say, some creating some sort of protection against a downturn. And what they're being served up is the exact opposite. When interest rate risk hits, and it's worth defining for a second, where interest rate risk is the risk that when interest rates rise, like right now, that your bond funds and the underlying securities start to lose money. And it's really counterintuitive because you think, oh, rising rates must be good for my safe money. No, it's the exact opposite. And it comes down to any bond that you hold today, if interest rates are higher tomorrow, the risk is the same between the first bond and the second bond, yet the bond that was issued after your bond is now yielding more. So for the same risk, you can get a higher rate of return simply by having bought your bond a day later. Now, in, in terms of how the market values this, it gets reflected directly into the securities that you own. Any bond fund that an advisor has recommended to you is filled up with bonds that were issued in prior years, prior to this interest rate hike cycle that we're in right now. So what you're seeing is this almost perpetual devaluation of bond funds or what people perceived as their safe assets because the Fed is on a pretty intense rate hike cycle right now that uh, who really knows when it's going to end. So, so Brad, I was, trained as a, I was trained as a stockbroker in 1986, and I remember them telling me that uh, this is a one-size-fits-all portfolio. It's a pie chart. It tells how people manage, how their portfolio looks. And yet some people are convinced that's a retirement plan. We'll talk about that in a minute, but I want to stay on bonds. Why do you think that, and I'm, I mean, we're speculating here, uh, the, the banks and brokers aren't here to uh, defend themselves, but bankers and brokers say that their safe money is in bond funds. You just explained in a low interest rate and a rising interest rate environment, bonds lose money. So imagine being a new retiree and you losing 20% in the last two years on your safe money, and you're losing 22% this year on your stocks. That is, that's a one-two punch. But Brad, I remember um, being told by my manager that if we can keep people in a, in a banker-broker pie chart, quote, we make money on all of it. What's the average cost that people are paying uh, for retirees in the United States. That's a data point that's public. What is that number? Yeah, I think the number last I saw was 0.96, so effectively 1%. Now, I know some people have advisors that cut them a break because maybe they bring over more than a certain amount, um, but the national average from what I saw just a couple months back was 0.96. 
just about 1%. And on the topic of fees, I want to get back to bond funds, but let's just check off this fee topic real quick. What's our average client paying us in, in management fees on their whole portfolio? Yeah, it's like a quarter of that. I think we're at, what, 0.2 or 0.25, something like that. It varies, obviously, but I think that's what we came up with. Right. Okay, so back to bond funds, just to wrap this up. From 1940, the 10-year treasury hit 2%. It peaked in 1980. It was a 40-year rising interest rate cycle. 1980 at uh, 15% on the 10-year treasury. Then for 40 years, the rates have declined to where in 2020 in August, it went to 0.47. Now we don't know, nobody on the planet knows if our next interest rate cycle is going to be a rising interest rate cycle for 40 years. But what we do know mathematically is that in a rising interest rate environment, Paulson has publicly said that he's going to raise rates two more times um, at the very least, 0.75 for the next hike, that puts us pretty close to 4 or 5% on a terminal rate, meaning that's the rate where the, ex- the markets are expecting it to peak. So at 5%, by the way, historically, you've never turned inflation lower until the terminal rate was above the CPI. So right now, the CPI is above 8%. If we go to 5 that we might put a dent in inflation, but we won't turn it lower. But Brad, one more thing on bonds and bond funds. I know we're just speculating here, but why do you think in a low interest rate environment, banks and brokers tell you to put their safe money in bond funds and, and tell you that that's your safe money? Man, I, if I knew the answer to that, I'd, I'd, I'd keep I'd be a lot smarter than I am today. I know a couple of reasons that I've heard, because um, I do always ask clients what the logic was behind the portfolio that they pulled together. I mean, for one, bond funds are easy to buy. Uh, I mean, you type in a ticker symbol, put the number of shares, you're pretty much all set. And then there's very little management that's involved outside of maybe a quarterly rebalance. So there's a simplicity factor to it that uh, I, I know certainly is attractive um, if you're a financial advisor. And then I think also what probably has lent itself to portfolios being uh, just, just I mean, overweighted with uh, bond funds is the fact that for 40 years, interest rates really have been trending lower. So you've been the beneficiary of r- rates going lower and lower and lower. So the opposite of what interest rate risk is, is has um, benefited portfolios uh, for the last 40 years, but now we're just entering a different environment. So we're talking about market volatility. We're talking about rising interest rates. How in the world do you retire in that type of a situation uh, that we're all in? How do we do it? That's what Brian and Brad are talking about today on Safer Retirement Radio. We're just getting started. We've got a lot to get to. They're going to break it all down. They're going to talk about some of the things that you can do positively uh, to be able to retire. 833-707-3030 is the number to chat with the team at Decker Retirement Planning. 833-707-3030. There's no cost for this. There's no obligation. They're here to help. They just don't know if they can until they hear from you. Again, it's 833-707-3030. Back with more with Brian and Brad. This is Safer Retirement Radio. Back right after this. We all want the freedom to do the things that make us happy, especially in retirement. To get help with laying the foundation for that freedom, call 833-707-2020 to have a chat with Brian. Decker Retirement Planning has a question for you. Is your retirement inflation-proofed? Here's what we mean. In retirement, chances are you're on a fixed income with variable expenses. So how do you not run out of money when the cost of just about everything continues to go up? 
You inflation-proof it. Brian Decker and the team at Decker Retirement Planning can show you strategies to help combat inflation so it doesn't outpace your retirement income. Call us today at 833-707-2020 to learn more. Inflation could take a huge chunk out of your retirement savings, but it doesn't have to. With some simple planning, inflation can go from being a major disruption to a minor annoyance. Call Brian and the team at Decker Retirement Planning now to start inflation-proofing your retirement today. 833-707-2020. That's 833-707-2020. Investing involves risk. Firm offers insurance services. Decker Retirement Planning Incorporated is a registered investment advisor in the state of Utah. You're listening to Safer Retirement Radio. If you like what you hear on today's show or have questions, drop by DeckerRetirementPlanning.com or call 833-707-3030 to talk to Brian. Glad you're with us today for Safer Retirement Radio with Brian J. Decker of Decker Retirement Planning. Brian, of course, the CEO of Decker Retirement. Also joined by Brad Geddes. He is a certified financial planner professional and advisor with the team at Decker Retirement. I'm Mark Elliott. Glad you're with us. You can always go to the website, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com, to find out more about the team, some great information there. You also have all those dozen different things you can download, including Brian's book on retirement, The Decker Approach. Just go to DeckerRetirementPlanning.com under the heading of Safer Retirement Education, 12 different things, books, useful guides, all kinds of information there for you. No cost for that. Just get what you want. There you go. Learn more about some of the questions you may have. We're talking today about market volatility, rising interest rates, and the challenges that really causes for retirees. Because we certainly know when markets are good, then you're going to be ahead of the game. If you you retire today, let's say the markets were booming. So like 1990, you retired. By 1999, you would have made a lot of money in your portfolio, even pulling out a lot of money to live on. Well, if you retired in 2000 and living off the market, by 2009, you were you were way you had might have had a $500,000. Now you got 100 grand because the markets were bad. Well, they can't, we can't control the markets, so that means you have to have a plan about it. And you know, you're talking about the rising interest rates and how that affects bonds. Bonds, you think of a teeter totter. Interest rates are going down, bond values go up. Then interest rates are rising, bond values go down, just like a teeter-totter. So Jerome Powell and the Federal Reserve trying to fight inflation, right? March of March this year dropped or raised the interest rates a quarter percent. May, Brian, half a percent. June, July, and now September, three quarters of a percent. And the Federal Reserve has two more meetings, one in November, one in December. We're expecting them to raise the interest rates again at each of those meetings. But boy, that really affects the bond world, doesn't it? Yes, sir. It does. And when their interest rates are going higher, bond funds are losing money, just like you perfectly explained. But people don't know what they don't know. They don't know what alternatives are out there. So, Brad, tell us, um, here's an easy question. Do we recommend bond funds for our clients? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I think do, if do, anything, we, yeah. Do, I any, think do, any, any of our, do any of our clients have bond funds in their plan? No. No, I mean, especially if they're drawing any income at all, um, their their portfolio would not have uh, any bond funds and something that we would treat as a safe asset that's meant for preserving principal or producing some sort of an income stream. I mean, the, the only case for a bond fund would be on something that's meant for many, many years out, um, but, but nothing that would be used in the name of uh, or in place of something that's actually protecting principal. Yep. So, Brad, I love that we are a math-based fiduciary firm. Math-based meaning on a monthly basis, we go to the databases and we find what the highest earning bank and insurance company offerings are for our clients for cash, 
one to three, three to five, five to seven, seven to 10, principal guaranteed and tax-free accounts. So Brad, people don't know what they don't know. So let's tick this off pretty quickly. We know for a fact right now, for example, on cash, we've got, a, we've got several different options. For our cash accounts, um, tell us about I-bonds and how you use those. Yeah, I-bonds are great. Uh, perfect pocket one. They're very liquid. And for near-term income, near-term liquidity, um, nice thing is you're getting a rate that's it's like 9% now guaranteed for the next six months and the way inflation's going. It's uh, it's been, uh, it's probably going to stay up in that, up at that level. Um, but yeah, that's been a, a perfect option for people that are looking for a high yielding bucket one. I just wish we should put, we could put more than $10,000 into an I-bond. 10,000 per person, per spouse, per year. You're right. That's the drag on the limitation, but people should be in, investing in those. And then we have something called e-banks and now the rates are going up because commercial banks are paying about zero um, credit unions about 0.5, and the e-banks are above 2% now. And so we're recommending that clients have total liquidity with e-banks, online banks, and where our clients are getting uh, right now, Brad, we just talked this morning, there's a new li liquid option for clients that's, what, 2.3%. People should know about that. But now let's get to, right now, I just checked it during the break, the 10-year CD rate is around 4%. Just click these off. What are we getting for the three-year for our clients? Principal guaranteed. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, three-year, we're getting four, at least 4%. It might have gone up this week. Yep. And then on the five-year, that's gone mm. up to about 4.5%, right? Even higher in California. But, um, yeah, it's closer to 49 And people don't know about those. And then seven and 10 years are averaging over 8%, correct? Yeah. And those are principal guaranteed. Now, foundational to the planning that we do for our retired clients, and this is key, critical, we always draw income from principal guaranteed accounts. Why is that, Brad? Yeah, I mean, then you're not hurting yourself in the downturn. I think this, this, uh, this market we're in right now has just been a case study in why principal preservation is important if there is any uh, line of sight to drawing income from a portfolio because then you're not accentuating those losses in the downturn. And then uh, when this market does turn around, who knows when, but when it does, uh, that same income stream is, is not going to be uh, hindering the growth or compromising that growth on the upside. So principal preservation is, is really valuable in this market. Okay. So how much of our clients, when we're drawing income from laddered principal guaranteed accounts with cash uh, at 2.3%, uh, three year at f uh, over four and five and a set and five year um, averaging over four and a half, seven and 10 year principal guaranteed accounts averaging over eight. Um, how many of your clients, Brad, company wide, our clients, how many of our clients have lost money year to date on their uh, their laddered principal guaranteed accounts? Yeah, it's been it's been great annual reviews this year. Uh, I don't have one client with a negative return on their principal guaranteed assets. So it's, uh, it's the, the approach works, uh, so especially, um, you know, in first major downturn in 14 years, if, if you can get away from the, the six week blip of uh, COVID, it's, it's really the first sustained downturn we've been in in over a decade. Uh, and so it's definitely uh, leading to very good 
conversations during annual reviews um, when we're looking at the performance of their portfolios and uh, identifying how much value has been preserved simply by not taking the lumps that the market has served up so far this year. Right. Okay. Now, um, when we draw income from laddered principal guaranteed accounts, the number one fear of people in retirement in the United States is running out of money before they die. We'll talk about that later in the, in the program. But the number two fear are these market hits, these, these stock market hits that typically come around every seven or eight years. Our clients, how many of them are fearful? Brad, I, I just got an email right before we got on the air just another thank you. This is why we came to you at Decker. This is the number one reason we came to you. You're getting those two, aren't you, Brad? Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's um, you know it it it's important for people to understand what we do and why we do it um, in all markets. But I, I think the uh, the obvious benefit of of compounding returns in a negative year, the broader market and for typical portfolios is is really really powerful. Now, just to round this out, the 10-year principal guaranteed tax-free account with the 10-year muni, AAA municipal bond, tax-free, about 4%. Um, the models that we're using tax-free on our other principal guaranteed account is averaging over seven, almost twice what the 10-year um, municipal bond is. Brad, back to stock markets. When we talk about the stock market, people have a very short-term memory. And I say this laughing because people think they, they've forgotten 2008, but they don't know that historically there's something called an 18-year market cycle. A client talked to me uh, this morning. He said, some, some professionals are saying that we could be flat for 10 years. I said, oh no, my friend, going back 100 years, the markets have traded in 18-year cycles. 1929 to 1946, that was 18 years of flat. 46 to 64 was a bull market. 64 to 82 was flat. 18 years of no return. 82 to 2000, the biggest bull market we've ever had. 2000 to 2016 was pretty flat. And then the markets took off because of something that's never happened before. Uh, we started with um, and we already talked about it. We talked about quantitative easing. We talked about modern monetary theory and $5 trillion of stimulus in, in uh, four years. So now we are rolling over even with all of that stimulus. And the professionals are saying it's highly likely that we will be flat for 18 years. It goes back to the cycle. Brad, what would the average retiree do if their portfolio was flat for 18 years? It rhymes with go back to work. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, if, if a portfolio is, is flat for that long, they're drawing down on an account that's not replenishing the amount that they're pulling out. Um, and, you know, any Monte Carlo simulation uh, that they took where they were maybe, you know, 92% likely to be successful in the long run. Uh, that leaves 8% of the time that they're not, and they'll probably be skewing more towards that 8% if we have another 18-year cycle like that. Glad you're with us today for Safer Retirement Radio with Brian J. Decker and Brad Geddes of Decker Retirement Planning. You'd like to learn more? you got questions? 
uh, tough situation with the market volatility, bond values going down. How in the world do we do it? Well, Brian and Brad, they've got ideas. They're certainly going to get into that. Some of the options that you have available for you, the alternatives really to the bond market. 833-707-3030 is the number. 833-707-3030. Back with more right after this. What does your dream retirement look like? While you're busy thinking about that, why not let Brian help you figure out how to make that happen? Simply call 833-707-2020 to get started. Welcome back to Safer Retirement Radio with Brian J. Decker and Brad Geddes of Decker Retirement Planning. Again, you can always learn more just by going to the website, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. But you can also go there to get some information for yourself, Some maybe get some of the questions uh, that you have answered about retirement. You can get Brian's book on retirement, the Decker Approach book, the three principles of retirement book, the checklist challenge, sample income plan. That's just four of the 12 different things you can download on the website, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. All of those are listed under the heading of Safer Retirement Education. That's DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. And of course, you can always call with questions, 833-707-3030, or maybe... You're like, I don't even have a plan. We're talking income, investment, taxes, health care, uh, legacy, estate planning, Social Security's in the income part, Medicare's in the health care part. There's a lot of moving pieces when it comes to retirement. You've never retired before. How in the world should you know all of this? 833-707-3030. And then we're talking about, well, the markets are bad. My bonds are terrible because bonds go the opposite way of interest rates. Interest rates are rising. Bond values go down. The market's bumpy. Uh, for the third time in history, stocks and bonds are both down in the same calendar year. The other two times, 1931 and 1969. So how in the world do you plan for retirement? And Ryan, you asked Brad about the sequence of returns risk. So I'm going to throw out this stat for you. And then Brad, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. And these are some numbers that are actually real numbers. Uh, if you retired in 1990 with $500,000, let's say, let's say Brad was retiring in 1990. He had $500,000 saved away. He was pulling money all out of his market funds, and he was taking thirty grand a year. So from 1990 to 1999, he would have pulled out $300,000. He started with $500,000, but because that was a great decade on the markets, his actually portfolio at the end of 1999 is now $1.2 So he actually more than doubled his money and pulled out three hundred grand. So brother Brian decides, well, that worked good for Brad. I think I'm going to do it in 2000. Well, we know that's a lost decade, right? The dot-com bubble bursting, the Great Recession. So this is a good strategy, Brian. It just didn't work out for you because you had $500,000 saved in the year 2000. You took out your $30,000 a year, so $300,000 over that decade. But the sad thing was where, where Brad ended up with $1.2 million after his first 10 years of retirement, you end up with $136,000. That's a pretty tough situation, isn't it? Yeah, and that's why in 2009, we saw millions of gray-haired people going back to work. They showed up in retail, fast food, banking. We saw them proof that that pie chart plan didn't work and that when you draw income from a fluctuating account, it's just a matter of time that you will have to go back to work for most people. That's why, Brad, I want to jump into this. This is a great point that Mark started us off on. The number one fear of people in retirement is running out of money before they die. Why don't our clients have that? I mean, most people look at a pie chart and try to figure out how much they can draw. Contrast that with what our clients look at. 
Yeah, I usually describe this in two phases because there's the one where we're getting the plan set up and they have confidence that they're not going to outlive their assets simply because we do create a, a, a holistic financial plan that goes from today until I usually go all the way out to age 100 for most of my clients. So that's kind of step one is making a client understand that their plan is very deliberately laid out to produce a stream of withdrawals from their portfolio alongside other income streams that are going to last a lifetime. And then when you, the second phase of that confidence or that peace of mind that comes with the plans that we develop, uh, that comes from the year-to-year execution of the withdrawals from their portfolio. So you know, they can see that each and every penny that they pull out of their financial assets for, in many cases, 15, 18 sometimes 20 years down the road, we know exactly which source of funds or which which investment or asset allocation the dollars are going to come from. And if there's anything that they're pulling out as a, a form of a, a distribution from their portfolio for that first couple decades, it's coming from an account that's protected against market loss. And Brad, people see how much money they can draw. So they're uh, would you say that that's a big difference? If if I'm looking at a pie chart, no matter how smart I am, I can't know how much money I can pull out of a pie chart for the rest of my life. So most people underdraw their portfolio to be on the safe side, and they um, they underutilize their assets that they've taken a lifetime to accumulate. We see that time and time again. They come in your office and they were we're drawing X, and they find out well you can take. X plus 50%. I mean, normally, Brad, when people come in your office, aren't they positively surprised that they can take more than what they thought? Oh, it's always a favorite part of the planning. Um, when, Especially for people that are already retired, when they've been living uh, below their means and sometimes substantially below their means, simply because they don't want to be the individual that had to go back when they were 83 years old because they were a little too aggressive or they spent a little bit too much. So I, I, uh, I oftentimes point out to people that step number one is making sure that they have enough income availability from their financial assets that they can match their lifestyle. And if that in that case, we can move you know, past, that's a green light, we can pass that and, and uh, move on to the next step, which is showing them exactly how much they could spend uh, that's beyond what they thought they could uh, and have that last them a lifetime. And when you, that, that latter part where I'm showing people how much they can draw from their financial assets, even in a high cost of living area, like, uh, you know, San Francisco Bay area, notoriously high, high cost. Um, so many people are surprised at how much their portfolio can sustain if done right. You know, you can still, mess it up. You can be too aggressive. It might be good during the up years if you're using a pie chart, but you'd be in a lot of trouble in markets like this. So it's, it is a, generally a, a very good conversation when I show people that not only do they have enough to retire, uh, but they have enough to retire better than they originally thought. Uh, that definitely is the norm. So the number one fear of running out of money before they die of people at 65 and older here in the United States, our clients don't have that. Number two, the fear of these market hits. You said that your clients, our clients, Brad, have no downside risk on their laddered principal guaranteed accounts and their risk bucket year to date, Brad, what's the risk bucket doing? Is it making or losing money? Yeah, this is always fun. It's, it's making money. Uh, it's, it's been great. I, I love 
explaining people, and I usually set expectations fairly low. I, I like to over-deliver, not uh, over-promise here. But uh, one thing my clients all understand well is that uh, for our actively managed strategies, those have a long history of outperforming markets over the long run. You know, it's non-correlated performance, so it's not dri- the performance is not driven directly by what the market's doing. Uh, and so I make sure they understand that performance over the long run has outperformed the markets, but that one of their best advantages that these offer is that every model we're using, I think we have five of them right now, if, if uh, you wanted to lump them all together, um, each of them has protected against loss in markets like this. And so uh, COVID, again, I mentioned was a quick one, um, but if you go back all the way to 2008, been a while. It's been a while since a major downturn. Uh, and so I, I love seeing proof of concept once again come through in another downturn and having these models really hold up well. Hey, Brad, I'm going to sit back and smile while you do this. I've heard you do this before. What if the client says to you, oh, I got this. I'll know when the markets start down, I'm going to sell. And then when the markets bottom, I'm just going to buy back in. What do you say to those people? Oh my gosh, that is always the hardest one. You know, everyone wants out when the market's falling, but there is never, ever a good re-entry point. I mean, the thing that I try to get people to to walk through is, is the logic of this. I mean, markets do not hit a bottom until you get to what's called capitulation. This is just where people give up. They throw in the towel and they're like, you know what, this just is too much. I've officially lost more than I can handle and I just need to salvage what I have left. Right and, at that point. And Brad, this includes the back. market professionals, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's just, uh, I mean, the market is mean like that. It, it's right at the point where there is no more hope um, that that things do start to turn around. But that, that doesn't mean you just need to hold on longer than the rest because at, even as markets start to rebound, you're continue, people are terrified to get back in and get whacked by another bear market rally. So there will never be an obvious time to re-enter the market. This is why so many advisors just tell you to play the long game, you know, suffer through the downturns, enjoy the uptrends while they last, um, and just be careful about your withdrawals. It's it's There's so much imprecision that comes from that, that I, I just think people are left to, to, to do their own thing, but there will never be an obvious entry point into the market. Anybody that's telling you that there is, uh, and that they'll say, oh, let's just sit out for now and this point is where we're going to get back in. It's just not the case. It's never going to be obvious. So Brad, specifically, tell me about human nature as it goes through a down cycle. They intend to sell and they intend to buy back in the bottom. Take me through that. Yeah. Yeah. So the first five to 10, most people can handle, right? So this is what we Five to 10 what? Five to 10%. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So for the first five, five to 10%, most people can handle that. And that's what we've We've had little tests of that over the last 14 years bolstered a lot of people's uh, confidence in being a fairly aggressive investor and that market's down 5%, 10%. You know what? I don't sell. I, I just buy more. Um, I like to ride through the ups and the downs because in the long run, markets generally trend higher. That, that's the first 5 to 10%. Now, once you get from 10 to 15 and then 10 to 20%, this is where people start to sweat a little bit. You know, this, this is right now where we, we you and I would have the same conversation a year ago prior to this downturn. Uh, it's the same thing, but 10 to 20%, that's where people start to sweat. Um, at the 20% decline, you get some real conversations. You're you know, in that classic bear market number, 20% decline. That's uh, 
uh, the bear market's already underway when you get to that point. That's where people start to think, oh gosh, actually, this this is actually a pretty hefty hit. I've lost multiple years of salary in this downturn. From 20 to 30, that's where things start to get scary because uh, that, that's where markets are really heading lower and, and with some vigor. Um, at the 40%, that's where I've found um, it's basically that's enough. Uh, and people start to really bail at that point because that's getting close to half of a portfolio that someone might have accumulated over 40 years of working. You know, I just it, the idea of losing that much. Uh, as you get closer and closer to retirement, just you know, I'm just so glad I don't have to have those conversations with people because that's just inexcusable. And that kind of risk is, is just not appropriate. And that's where people really start to uh, think, oh, my goodness, what have I done? Um, it's going to take me years to get this back. Uh, but, but yeah, it's kind of that first 5 to 10% decline that's tolerable, 10 to 20 uh, starts to, you know, the screws start to be tightened a bit. Uh, you get to the real bear market from uh, 20 and then all the way down to that, that 40%, which is where things start to really get scary. And you can end up in a, a multi-year, if not 10-year recovery like we saw in the, at the beginning of this millennium back in 2000. Yep. Okay, Brad, I love being math-based and being a fiduciary. Talk us through how we come up with the managers that we pick. I mean, do we say, hey, I know these guys. These guys are pretty good. I know there's probably better out there, but let's just swing with these. These will work. Is that how we operate? No, I think the, the thing that is uh, the, the most promising about the approach that we use is they have to have been around through 2008. Yeah, it's, think about how, how good this market has been for 14 years. Uh, there's a lot of managers or models that we could have used because they back tested well through 2008. But if they didn't have boots on the ground, if they didn't have lights turned on in an office, uh, we weren't going to use them. So uh, they have to have been around through a downturn and they have to have successfully navigated that downturn. Pretty tall order because, um, you know, there's a lot of strategies that can kind of be a flash in the pan. Um, and uh, you might have a really good model for a particular market, but then once market conditions shift, uh, they're out of business. So uh, you want to find the ones that are durable, been through multiple market cycles, different types of market environments, and we use a long investment horizon backwards of long track record um, as a kind of point number one. And then the other one is just they have to outperform the market. I mean, that, that to me is kind of table stakes. But once they've done that, they're a good candidate for something that we might want to look into in more detail. So when we come back in our final segment, Brian and Brad will discuss how they come up with different strategies for their clients at Decker Retirement. Stay tuned. You're going to like the information. And then if you want to sit down with the team and go, well, how can you help me? Give them a call. 833-707-3030. 833-707-3030. We don't really want Washington and Wall Street to dictate our retirement. So Brian and the team at Decker Retirement and Brad, they're here to help you retire uh, if you have the, I mean, it comes down to income, right? You got to be able to have the income to replace the checks that are no longer coming in. Those paychecks, you're not working anymore. But it's really about the risk you're taking. Are you doing it the right way? Your investment strategies. We know taxes are changing in 2026. There's a lot of moving pieces here. But Brian, Brad, and the team at Decker Retirement are here to help. If they can, they don't know if they can until you reach out. 833-707-3030. Back with more of Safer Retirement Radio right after this. What does your dream retirement look like? While you're busy thinking about that, why not let Brian help you figure out how to make that happen? Simply call 833-707-2020 to get started. What if you ordered a pizza, but when you opened the box, a couple of pieces were missing? That would be upsetting, right? Now, think about how much you believe you've saved for retirement. 
Do you still owe taxes on that money? Brian Decker and his team at Decker Retirement Planning understand the importance of tax planning and can help you reduce the impact that Uncle Sam has on your retirement. Give them a call today to start working on your retirement tax plan. 833-707-2020. Now may be a great time to lower your future tax liability. Create a retirement plan today so that you can get as many slices of your retirement pie as possible. Call Brian at 833-707-2020 today and schedule a visit. That's 833-707-2020. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Decker Retirement Planning Incorporated is a registered investment advisor in the state of Utah. You're listening to Safer Retirement Radio. If you like what you hear on today's show or have questions, drop by DeckerRetirementPlanning.com or call 833-707-3030 to talk to Brian. Glad you're with us today for Safer Retirement Radio with Brian J. Decker and Brad Geddes of Decker Retirement Planning. You can go to the website to learn more, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. And then under the heading Safer Retirement Education, you can get Brian's book on retirement, Decker Approach uh, to Retirement. He's written a book, and you can get it for no cost. Uh, There's a lot of things you can download, though, under the heading of Safer Retirement Education. Just go to the website to check it all out, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. And, of course, you can always call the team if you have questions and concerns. Hey, the markets are bumpy. Uh, the interest rates are going up, so my bonds are terrible. What in the world should I be doing? 833-707-3030. 833-707-3030. And at the end of the day, Brian, I think that's what everybody is concerned about. Well, it sounds like I can only retire because of the sequence of returns risk that Brad was walking us through earlier. I can only retire in a good market. Is that the case? Nope. Uh, for us, if the markets are lo- are going to be flat for the next 18 years, our clients have the ability to make money over that period of time. And people don't know what they don't know, but finish up what Brad talked about. We're math-based, we're fiduciaries. Here's how we pick our clients. Brad mentioned one, they have to have proven themselves through a down market. So that's number one. If If we hire a manager after 2008, we don't know how they're gonna perform in a down market. So number one, they have to have gone through a down market. Number two, they have to show their numbers net of all fees. Number three, they have to um, show actual performance, no hypothetical or back-tested numbers. Number four, they have to, and this is very, very important, they have to show um, third-party verification on all of their numbers. And number five, they have to show all of their numbers net of all fees. We gather the data and we have four filters through this data. One, we get rid of managers that are already closed to new investors. They're not taking any new clients. Number two, we get rid of managers that are hedge funds because of their volatility. Number three, we get rid of managers that have per account minimums of three, four, five million dollars. And number four, we get rid of managers that are high beta. These are managers that go way up in the good years and way down in the bad years. What is left And this surprises a lot of people because they've been going with um, whatever the banks and brokers have recommended. Well, the last 25, 30 years, the best performing managers are all computer-based models, all of them. Not just the top five that we use, but the top 30, 40, 50, now 60 managers all of them are computer trend following. So Brad, let's let's spend the last segment here in the radio show talking about the different strategies because these five managers that we use have different ways to make money in a down market. 
So let's, um, Brad, let me throw the ball back to you. Um, diversification is one of them. Uh, talk to us about the gold and silver manager and how uh, how they are able to make money if gold goes higher or lower. Let's dive into that for a few minutes. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's I always say that with a two-sided model, there's actually three positions. Uh, the first one is when markets are trending higher, when gold and silver, SLV, GLD are trending higher because of, let's just say, inflation or demand driven uh, market dynamics, markets are going to trend higher and you can have a long position in gold and silver. That's great. Now, the flip side is when markets start to roll over, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, there's not just a single top or that happens and all of a sudden markets are, are heading south. Um, you can hold a cash position if there's really not anything to buy or really not worth holding. And I think during the cash positions is where uh, you, you sort of sit back, bide your time and wait for markets to resume an upward trend and then start to trend higher again. Or, and this gets me to the third position that these models can hold, which would be an inverse ETF or an inverse position. And in, in, in an inverse ETF, you, you basically benefit from a decline in the asset value of silver or gold. And that's the third way to um, uh, make money in, or, or at least preserve capital in a downtrend by holding a, a what's effectively a short position or an inverse position against uh, the value of SLV or GLD. Okay, Brad, so this is this is great. So on the strategies you just talked about, one, we have one manager, NASDAQ mutual fund manager, he, he usually goes to cash and tries to ride out uh, and get back in. In 2008, there were three 15 plus percent bear market rally. So he was able to do pretty well in 2008 and in other markets. Uh, the second way you mentioned was buying inverse so, uh, inverse ETFs, enabling you to make money as the markets go down. And we're seeing that with the gold manager, with the silver manager. Um, when the Fed is raising, a lot of people are, are confused, Brad, if, if the world's in turmoil um, politically, geopolitically, um, which it is, and we've got a war going on in, in Europe uh, and a potential war to start any day, possibly in uh, Taiwan and with China. Why isn't gold going up? And the answer is because the Fed is hiking rates. And if the Fed is raising rates, then the currency, the US dollar is going to be going up against the other currencies. And then if the currency is going higher, commodity priced in US dollars will be going down, all other things being equal. So gold and silver um, this week broke major support levels and are going down. They started up and today they're going down and they broke today, the date of this recording, they broke a major support level for gold and for silver. So that explains gold and silver. But Brad, what one manager is fascinating to watch. Well, there's another manager, a NASDAQ manager that we have. He is long, short, like you said. He's able to make money in up or down markets. Um, but I want to spend some time on this other manager, Brad, that is tactical. Talk to yeah. me about how he operates. Yeah, the tactical ETF manager, our newest addition to the portfolio. It's been a fun one to watch. Um, the thing is, this one's focused on relative strength, which is essentially forming pairs between asset classes using a, a database of over, I think it's what's it up to, 1,600 different ETFs, right? Yep, yep. It's a massive database where uh, they're creating uh, ETF pairs across that database to um, basically identify, uh, from, from what I can see, um, uh, 
uh, periods of time when there's a, a, a diversion from the mean, uh, when the mean of the, the price point between two different ETFs are far enough apart that there could be a reversion back to the mean. Um, and so it's done a good job. The thing I always point out with that manager when looking at it with prospective clients or at annual reviews is that not only did they do very well in a downturn, right? Criteria number one for us bringing on a manager, but they're the only manager that we use that has had a spotless track record. I mean, producing positive yields uh, for 15 straight years uh, is pretty, pretty remarkable. So that, that one's my, my personal favorite that we use of the five managers. Yeah, Brad, now quali- quantitatively, let's talk about the genius of the uh, distribution plan that we use quantitatively, instead of 60, 70% exposure to the stock market, what is the average client at Decker? How much exposure do they have in the stock market in retirement? Yeah, I mean, I think it's on average somewhere, uh, you know, the high end might be 30%. Maybe some might voluntarily might put more, but I'd say on average, probably closer to 20% of someone's total portfolio would be um, at risk to uh, the, the whims of the market and the, uh, that risk bucket. Okay, the genius of the distribution plan is that we've got 70, 75% of their money principal guaranteed that they're going to draw through in the first 20 years. That mm-hmm. leaves 25, 30% of their portfolio at risk. And Brad, yeah. the one of the geniuses of the distribution plan is that money, if they start with X, say 1.5 million, 2 million, 3 million, whatever they start with, that money is replaced in 20 years by 25 or 30% of their starting value in their yeah. risk bucket. Yeah, exactly. I always say that they use that to fund their bucket four, which is the one that uh, when you start get to, to getting further out than 20 years, uh, you got to start to replenish that source of income from a principal, principal guaranteed asset. So that risk bucket is really great for that. So Brad, when it comes to risk reduction, there's three parts of risk reduction and managing current volatility. One is quantitatively reducing risk from 60-70% when clients are in retirement to about 25-30%. Second, we strategically lower that risk by using models, computer models, trend following, enabling clients to make money in up or down markets, like this year, when the markets, the S&P is down 22%, NASDAQ's down 31%, and we are positive for the year for our clients in their risk bucket. Third, We've eliminated interest rate risk because none of our clients have exposure to bond funds, which you mentioned in the start of the hour, uh, how bond funds lose money when interest rates go up. So we have reduced risk in a huge way in all three categories. This is an opportunity for you to find out how the team at Decker Retirement can help you. Again, the website, DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. You can get Brian's book on retirement, The Decker Approach, under the heading of Safer Retirement Education, under that DeckerRetirementPlanning.com. You can go there just to find out about the team as well. There's some great information on the website. But this is a confusing time for everybody. Markets are bumpy. Interest rates are rising. Your bond values are going down. How in the world to retire now? Boy, I guess I can't. I've got to put it off. Well, no, you don't. But first, you need to actually have a plan. And that's what Brian and Brad and the team at Decker Retirement are here to do. Help you come up with a plan for your situation to give you more clarity into where you are on your road to retirement. Again, the number, 833-707-3030. There's no cost for this chat. There's no pressure. There's no obligation. There's no judgment either. They're going to try to help you from here going forward if it's possible. 833 707 
33rd. Thanks for being with us today, Brad. Brian, always enjoy it. This has been Safer Retirement Radio with Brian J. Decker and Brad Geddes of Decker Retirement Planning. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Have a great week. We'll be back here again next week. Same time, same bad channel. Decker Retirement Planning offers insurance services. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Decker Retirement Planning is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable. That accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Decker Retirement Planning. This radio show is a paid placement.